Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Great Scott Show on a Thursday. As he does on Thursdays, Dr. Locke, Norman Locke, in studio with me for the final time. That's not to say he may not pop up here and there with an interview in the future, but Norm is uh, moving on to uh, bigger pastures after he goes through a Panchakarma. Yes. And... <laughs> And so, you know, in the traditional format where he and I talk every week, this is uh, this is the final time. I'm a little sad, I won't lie. A little sad about it. I'm big sad. So what what led you to want to go through the Pancha Karma? Were you that inspired by one Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers, his, his skin was just like super glowing. Um, his hair was a little bit more flowing. And he just seems at peace. So, uh, you know, I was, he recommended a great Pancha Karma uh, you ever, like, like have, trainer. You <laughs> I, ever, I know every now and then you'll, like, you'll, like, give me a little bit about, like, some, some word I use. But, like, I don't – I like to think I don't, like, constantly always use these words in my vocabulary that, like, people wouldn't understand. Like, all the time. Okay. Rogers feels like a guy that'll just – in a conversation, just, you know, drop something like Pancha Karma. Like, well, no, I mean, all it wasn't a cryptic Instagram message at all. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, you know, after you go through Pancha Karma, you just have all this gratitude. <laughs> and then, of course, you have to follow up with, well, what is, well, what is that? And, and, I, and they didn't really do it, which in that interview that McAfee had with Rogers, the anticipation going in is he's probably going to announce that he wants to leave or something. And so you have all this stuff in this exclusive interview you want to ask, you you Part of you like doesn't want to waste time on the BS. Tell me about what yeah. Panchakarma is. So it was kind of they, he he explained it a little bit about it like a, a cleanse, but you had to go basically look up what it is. It's so, like a mud bath. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> this is this is much much. It's like a like a bunch of vampires swap out your blood. Like this is much deeper than that. Um, so this is this is what Rogers said it was for the record your post last night everybody's like oh this is a cryptic message meaning something like why do you think that is the case aaron honestly do you, do you and do you think about that with everything you say and do do you have to think about that i would i don't i don't think about that before i i post something like that and i think you know all right well first of all i think about everything before i post that, that but that's a lie yeah. like he's thinking about it come on Unless you've gone through certain experiences um, and had, you know, uh, frustration and, and, and been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the uh, the beauty in life. and Unless you're me. <laughs> been through the bottom. Has the Green Bay Packers ever lost more than well, seven maybe, games? What's maybe the bottom? He's, maybe he's just talking about getting passed up in the draft. Okay. Or maybe he's talking about, and, and I'm not even trying to be funny, maybe he's talking about being estranged from his family. I yeah, mean, there's personal stuff right, we don't know. Yeah, because you ain't been at the bottom, Aaron. Uh, I think that's, then you might say things about that. That's a cryptic message. I mean, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day, and... You're not really doing anything else. You got to kind of turn everything else off, and and so, you know, you're not working out, you're not straining or anything. It's kind of a recentering, um, and and it not only heals you physically, but I think it takes away mental stress, and and then the spiritual part. I think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more. So when I come out, my first thought is, 
just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's all right. So no, he, that that's that was as much as he explained about what it is. I got it. I got it, Scott. It all makes sense now. Okay. Because the report said that he broke up with his girlfriend a couple of days too. So when he came out, he spiritually cleaned everything. Oh, 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 oh it was I. He he let it all go. Just and that's why he was feeling the immense gratitude in those pictures. He broke up with the fiance. I told you she was the reason why he was immunized and I well, vaccinated. How how do you know that like he broke up with her? I'm sorry, the relationship ended. Yeah. Let me say that. The relationship ended. apparently. Yeah, the relationship ended, but. I can't put anything bad on that lady. So, we know Aaron Rodgers. We know the type of guy Aaron Rodgers is. We don't know her. We know him. Just, just wait until you learn a little bit more about this cleanse that that Norm is gonna gonna attempt to go through. So uh, I got this from Nick Selby, who does some stuff for Sports Illustrated. Just to give him credit, because okay. um, he kind of went and did the research, which wasn't hard. I mean, you can Google a few things, but he went and looked it up on the. Ayurvedic Institute, oh. which is a, a, a pan, 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 Panchakarma, is associated with Ayurveda, which is an alternative medicine system rooted in India. So we're talking about Eastern medicine. Here. Okay. Um, and per their institute, uh, Ayurveda is more than a mere healing system. It's a science and an art of appropriate living that helps to achieve longevity. Exactly. Targeting diet, living habits, and exercise. Now, those three things are common in any medicine, Eastern, any. West, or wherever. It's like, yeah, that's probably good for you. You want to lower your cholesterol? We'll have a better diet, exercise, you know, don't live too hard. <laughs> but Panchakarma, which stands for 12 um, days, I guess, or uh, here's, here's what you have to do. It's a 12-day cleanse. We're talking about oil enemas, nasal irrigation, Therapeutic Hold on, vomiting. Scott. Hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. Because you say about you say how you throw around words. Nasal. Excuse me. Say that again. Nasal. Nasal. Irrigation. <laughs> you irrigate. What? 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 <laughs> like you just watering your nose? Yeah, because okay, I, I was about to say. All right. So let's go back and define irrigation. Yeah, it's like you, you know, like when you water your crops. Like yes, that's what I'm thinking. So, what do we? Why am I watering my nose? Am I putting it Five. in it, or am I just letting it roll through? Okay, all right, continue. So, karma okay. stands for procedure, uh, procedures uh, in some, in, in at least when you're talking about it in the medical sense, Eastern medical sense, and pancha stands for five. So, it's these. Five procedures that you do over a dozen days. Are you ready for this? Okay, nasal irrigation. I got yeah. you. Yeah, nasal uh, uh, therapeutic vomiting, purgation, <laughs> and bloodletting. I knew it. I knew it was some vampire stuff going on. So um, now you also it's it's modernized by including steam baths and enemas and uh, uh, gentle, gentle laxatives. I'm telling you, this is like. This is Aaron Rodgers. You know, just went through a twelve-day Panchakarma cleanse, and I'm just feeling the gratitude and and good for him for that. Here is, I, I bet to, you do if you lose some blood and some vomit to each their own. So here is here is this is how uh, Chopra summarizes a day undergoing Panchakarma. Again, I want to give the credit. This was uh, Nick Selby that did the research on this. Wake up. With sunrise and practice gentle yoga and meditation. Okay, okay cool. I do that on yeah. some days. Sure, sure. 
of spiced tea with cumin, ginger, cardamom, fennel seeds, and other spices and herbs for your dosha. It sounds like um, that that throw apart. What is, like what, is what is what is dosha? Apparently, it is some combination of the five of the <clears throat> sorry of the five basic elements: ether, air, fire, water, and earth. What was the first one? Ether. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Ether. So that's a spirit. Um, ether, ether is short for like it, it like ethereal. It's like well, ether is like chemicals like chemistry so chemicals in the earth ba- basically i feel like that could include like- yeah so i'm trying to figure out wait what is what is he doing uh then you then you enjoy a light breakfast then you begin your first pre- treatment of the day such as an oil massage this is what you're going to be going through soon norm when people ask be like hey pot karma then you spend your time in the dry or wet steam room to release toxins you then eat a detoxifying lunch of Kichari, lentils, and rice in healing spices. Then you walk around in nature and meditate. Don't bring your phone, Norm. Don't be tweeting. <laughs> you you can take naps. That's vital. Trust me. I need that. You undergo another treatment such as herbalized basti. Herbalized basti. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. What, what, herbalized what? Ba- ba- basti? Basti? Right. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Aaron. A yoga purification intended to clean your lower abdomen. Oh, especially the colon. So this is, I guess this is kind of like an enema. Um, consume a light dinner of more kichari or cooked vegetables and rice. Read, meditate, journal to heal the head. There is also, again, therapeutic vomiting. So you're doing en- enemas. You're vomiting everything out your system you're also putting something in your colon to cleanse it, but this goes on for like twelve days. So you're, you're. I guess the point is to clean your entire body of of toxins. This is Scott. What happened to the, like the multivitamin? <laughs> like what? What, what happened, happened to, to the Flintstone vitamin? Yeah, like bro? I can get I can get two multivitamins. I do me two miles and drink you know the full five bottles of water. I feel like I'm be alright. This is this is uh. If, I feel like if I don't start my morning with a piece of boudin, <laughs> a cup of coffee. That's right. There'll be some boudin balls in here later. It's the opposite. Like, so, so again, there's also forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. I'm not even trying to be fine. I'm just these are just facts here. Um, this is a poopy weekend. He sounds like he's like three months old again. So if you so vamen, which is a, one of the steps, administration of emetic drugs that induce a severe spell of vomiting to clean the upper gut. So he's intentionally vomiting very, very hard. Bro, I'm not doing that. Like you, the like- the the virachin is forced diarrhea that purges and cleanses the bowel. Basti, as we mentioned, medicated enema used to cleanse the acu- the accumulated toxins through the colon. I see why his wife left. Because the fiance, no, was, he wasn't married. The fiance, I see why I mutually Not, parted. Hey, it's it's Aaron's just a lot to deal he's with. He's their own. No, he's just he's kind of you know I feel like he's just he's kind of a hippie, and you know some folks that are into Eastern medicine. Now they don't. I don't know any like star athletes. That I was are, about like, to say like I, I don't know any like rich athletes that are but like rich people just sometimes people that are really wealthy they might get bored like the guy from twitter jack that like started twitter you ever read some of the stuff he does and be like oh he went and just 
lived off the grid for like a week and like starved himself. It's like, why would he do that? Like, I guess he's just bored. Yeah, no, I got it. It was some poor, it was a spiritual experience. Okay, cool. I mean, I'll, I go on retreats. I do, I try to do spiritual things about once a year, but like three days of consuming ghee, which is a form of clarified butter until you evacuated both ends, like <laughs> a day of therapeutic vomiting. Three days of herb drops in your nose, a lot of days of enemas. Like, that's just not, that's. A, all right. Now, this it's is an extreme. So, uh, from what I, the way I take it is this is an extreme ancient Indian cleanse. And Rogers is like, as far as his future in the NFL, he's like, oh no, there's, there's no announcement today. You know, I'm just. Now, I'm just now this is my thing, though. So, you do this 12 day cleanse, right? And then you come home and get a Big Mac or something. Like, I, what do you what do you do? Like, you can't you can't not eat and do all this and then come back and it's just like, I'm I'm gonna like like eat a Subway sandwich. Yeah, but you got to come in kind of slow. That's what I'm trying you to see. Like, like go what and you, like get a big old bag of cracklings because yeah, it's like what like what's the next step? Because it's like okay, water. If, <laughs> if the TB12 method is year long, and we can say okay, Tom does the TB12 method throughout the season. I uh, just watched Ricky Williams on the Pivot podcast, and he's just like, you know, I worked out, drank water, and, and, and smoked marijuana for a year. I took off from the NFL. That's what I did in Jamaica. I came back healthier. Everybody's doing this systematically. You did this for 12 days, then you come back. You can't you can't get all this tea and everything just like at, at, at Starbucks. Like you can't get this, this, this I'm going to just call it a booty blend. <laughs> you can't get the booty blend. You're forcing... Hardcore vomiting, and you're cleaning out your the movie blend. Yeah, your movie <laughs> blend. <laughs> Just so it was like Norm. Where are you going, Pancha Karma man? Pancha Karma got to get my twelve ounce booty blend before we start start the yoga this morning. Yeah, but you ever been around somebody that drops? They'll be in a group, or you'll meet them, and they'll drop a reference that's not that's not common. Lynn. Like, in, in, <laughs> okay, but they. But like they don't even attempt to like really explain it. They just drop it like, oh yeah, yeah. and they're they're really in their mind. They're hoping you're like, well, what is that? And uh, oh, so you talking about? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, wait, wait, tell me more. What is that? Oh, you you don't know about that? Oh, let me let me give you the details of that. I said, yeah, no, there's definitely. Uh, I, I see Lynn's the biggest culprit of that. Lynn's gonna hit you with some movie reference from the '80s that he know I didn't watch, yeah, yeah, and then make it. me ask a question. But he's like, yeah. no, uh, Norm. How do you not like the original James Bond? How do you not like the original James Bond? That's actually, you know what? You <laughs> you're about to. This might work for you because you're you might you're going to be going to, to new places. But even if you've had something before, I find a good trick is like if you tell someone now, make sure it's something you actually are kind of interested. Okay. In. But like, what's what's something you've had before and you like and is somewhat universal? That's like question. a food, I, it could be anything. Uh, French fries. All right. Well, that's that's gonna be hard to pull off. Uh, well, let's let's say let's just say it's I don't know calamari. About okay. All right, all right. Sure. Yeah, I like calamari. Um, tell someone you've never had calamari in your life. Find like if you meet somebody that reference it, be like, oh, I've, I've never had it before, and they will flip out and they'll be like, I gotta take you to eat calamari. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to take you like right now. The way someone's like, "Wait, you've never seen that show? No, you need to watch like all eight episodes oh, tonight." Yeah. So if you, even if you, so you like calamari, I'm telling you, somebody will be like, "What? What?" what? Now that that just happened to me because I felt bad. I, I went to my first LSU. Um, uh, 
I guess, how do you call this, a, a gym, gym, gymnast event? Gymnastics? Uh, gymnastics. I went to a gymnastics, LSU gymnastics versus Alabama. It's my first time going. It was amazing. Let me say that. Let me start by that. Uh, and incredible athleticism. Incredible inc- athleticism. Hey, again, amazing. I, I, my floor was on the, the – my jaw was on the floor the whole time. I was just like, these girls are amazing. I can't do none of this. They're super stronger than me. Like, how are they moving this fast? Like, it's just, it, was, it was everything. So I'm just like, okay, boom. And then just the fans and how much they was engaged and just to see – like the little kids, I saw more little kids there than anything. Just like these are their superheroes. But again, it was amazing. But um, one of the reporters that was there, she's like, "Oh, you know, just having some banter, just talking." She's like, "Oh, you from Louisiana?" I'm like, "Yeah, New Orleans." She's like, "Yeah, I, I had a king cake last night." I said, like, "Okay, where'd you get it from?" She's like, "Well, the corner." So I was like, "Nah, see, now, nah, just like you said, I'm like, yeah, I can't let you do what this." What she was? I can't let you tell people you. you had a king cake from a corner store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's not a king cake, so no. I'm matter of fact, let me leave now and go get you a piece of some randals or something like that. So that's how I really felt bad. It works. Like if you if you let's let's say hypothetically you're in Carolina and you wanted some barbecue, like I've actually never had Carolina barbecue or or. I think you actually. I haven't. So I'm people. I, I think you might have even brought it. All right. So do that once. You get free. Yeah. Like, I got to take you. Then the next time, be around some more new folks and be like, I had it once, but it was from like a gas station. And they'll do the same thing you did about the king cake. They'll flip out and they'll be like, No, what? You no, come on. We're going. Make clear your schedule. I'm taking you tonight. Then they'll pay for it because. And what you're doing, you could say, Oh well, that's you're being dishonest. You're getting something free. Okay, All but right. you know what? You yeah. know how you got to look at it. It happens. Is that person like really excited? Like, were you not excited to give king cake to that? Like, w- w- was there a part of you that like had you gone and gotten the king cake and they tried it and they were like, "Oh my god, this is delicious"? Wouldn't you have been happy? Like, I, I I have because the foreign the I wouldn't call them foreign, but the uh, non local media that always fly into New Orleans mm-hmm. or, or Baton Rouge and they ask for the local flair and I always hear like they like yeah we want to try some like some Louisiana style food we're going to Voodoo Barbecue I was like look this is what, this is what we're gonna do or they'd be like oh yeah we heard of this uh, we're gonna go to this I'm like no look we're gonna go to Margaritaville <laughs> yeah like no look all right this first off let me get me start y'all off gingerly let's go to Canes. Let's not, like, this is, let's start, it's the starter. Let's get you started. Oh, man, it's the best chicken ever. They never, uh, okay, all right, boom. Then we go, we elevate. Okay, if we're in New Orleans, they're like, where do we get beignets from? All right, look, it's right, it's literally right around the corner from your hotel. Look, don't go to the place that says New Orleans beignets. No, go to Cafe Dumont. Like, this is where we're going. So this is it's like, like a lesson for everybody. If you're in New York and there's a thing that says New York pizza, don't go in there. Yeah, you don't <laughs> that's, go in there. That's, like, that's a, but like, but then you, as the person that is introducing him to these things that you enjoy, you are getting joy out of it. Yeah, I got, so I got you, joy. Th- there's not a sense of like, oh, well, you're, you're, I don't know. You get, you get, you get something good out of it. They get, everybody's happy. You get to try something new. They're probably going to get it for you because they have that much joy and pride. I mean, you know, it works with good things like food. It doesn't work with like panchakarma. Yeah, like no one's like, oh, you've never done panchakarma. No. Let me take you to a cave and make you vomit, you know, violently and and and, and <laughs> diarrhea and put butter in your in your in your nose. For, yeah, like Aaron Rodgers. Take man. you to a cave and water your nose. <laughs> 
Irrigate. I love it. Nasal irrigation. Bruh, the wording of it is great. And, Nasal and I, I, I will use that going forward uh, multiple times. Whenever I got, I, sorry, Scott, I, I got I to gotta irrigate my nose. I'll be back. <laughs> I will be using that. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. I'm irrigating a lot of things Nasal now. Nasal irrigation. Oh, hold on. I'm going to be back. Got to go irrigate the lizard. <laughs> 12 days, man. He's, he's, look, he's an incredible quarterback. He's he's a different cat. Yeah, I'll give him that. Aaron Rodgers is hilarious. Here's, here's the, like as much as people talk about the the TB12 method. You know anyone that actually does it? Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown said he paid to do it, but he never got he never got the method. He paid a hundred hundred thousand dollars and never he, got it. He <laughs> like that's the thing. Like people are skeptical. Like I don't know that that is even if Rodgers plays for like another five years, which. Some would say seems unlikely, but if he does, they'll be like, well, he's doing something. It might, maybe it's Panchakarma. Like, even with what Brady did and with what Rodgers is doing, I don't know that it's going to become a fad. No. I, I don't know. On think... one hand, it's like, I can't afford TB12. And on the other, it's like, I'm not going to go, you know, put butter in my. No, see, because the difference is. Or... The, <laughs> the difference is. People still like food, like you, like you said. You got you know, you got Ocho versus Science, where he says McDonald's, you do a regular diet filled with McDonald's and working out is healthy. Yeah, man. you got the TB12 method, then you got Aaron Rodgers with, with the booty blend. So can it be somewhere in between? Can we can we come to a happy medium? Like you know what, dieting is important, and it'll 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 your career will go longer, but maybe you don't have to go that far. I've always said in my mind. If you work out enough, what you eat doesn't matter to a certain point if you work out enough. Now, overworking is uh, well when your diet comes into supreme is when you want to be one of those uh, under 10% fat type of person. Other than that, to be healthy, you can eat some french fries and go run them out and you'll be okay. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I felt that way until I got in my 30s and then... See, now, Scott, don't t- I'll be 30 this year. Don't tell me this, Don't tell me this, You Scott. could still, so so once you get to your 30s, if you work out a lot, you could still eat, you know, almost whatever you want to an extent, and you would, you'll would you look okay. All right. But in terms of, like, how you feel, it's going to be a little different. And then once you hit 40, I mean, it's just forget about it. I mean, yeah, you can see, work out all the time. You scare me because I, I still like my sweets. I still like my salty stuff. You could do it a little bit, but you don't want to go. Like in your twenties, if you exercise a lot, you could literally eat anything. Yeah, and you're like, no, I'm good. Look at this. But it like Joe, like we'll tie back into sports here. I promise. So Joe <laughs> Horn, Joe Horn was is one of the best players in Saints history, right? That barbecue sauce. He he that in in <laughs> he his diet was awful. Now this guy, it wasn't like he was like built like David Boston. He wasn't like thick. He was just kind of cut and like. Agile. He was he was like upper body strong, right? Man. Like yeah. agile, quick. This guy could take down like food like it was no one's business. But like we, he would do. There was there's a show he did for like a year or two called the Joe Horn Show. It was on WWL. I had to produce it a few times. I don't remember where it was. Maybe at Hooters or Cope, one of these places. He would just eat like three giant steaks. Sheesh. He would go. He would go to McDonald's like a lot. So my point is not only would he eat a lot, but he'd eat a lot and the diet wasn't great. And so it was like Joe Horn's career, it was like he was good until like all of a sudden, boom, it was just 
suddenly it wasn't like a slow trajectory no, no, down. Was, and I've talked to people that play with Joe, and it wasn't like he his body in his thirties like got. It wasn't like he got fat or anything. Yeah, really slow. But right, like his body started to. That's what I'm saying. Once you hit thirty, you can still eat what you want and look okay. But your skill set, if you don't have a good diet, is gonna is gonna deteriorate. See, like, Larry, go look at what Larry Fitzgerald's diet was. That's why he played receiver for as long as he did. See, I, I'm on the side of this, Scott. You know, I'm, I'm as I approach thirty, I challenge everyone under thirty. That's that's my new thing. I, I challenged everyone. I, it's just, it just is what it's like. My little brother yesterday. Uh, he's Challenge him to what, though? Anything. <laughs> it's anything, you know. So he's going to be 22 this year. And uh, it's just something he says. It's like, you know, I don't matter. I'm stronger than you. Like, it doesn't even matter. I'm stronger than you. It's like, oh, man, Norm, you're getting, getting a little grace in here. I my grade's stronger than your grace. Just challenging anything to any young person. It's like, oh, Norm, you're almost 30, and I'm faster than you. Let's go run right now. Let's go run right now. I'll beat you in spades. I'll beat you running right now. So I don't know. I don't know if I've gotten to that old man stage where you just you still feel like you could do do everything better than the young person. But I think I'm 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 in that stage. You so challenge him to a panchakarma. No, see, I'm not because I can't deal with the booty blend. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like I, I don't drink day, coffee. Twelve days is too much too. And at the same time, Bruh. you have to be like wealthy to just go twelve days and, straight and not eat and be around like no one and do. Yeah. But it helps. I, I hate to say this. When you're lonely, I mean, you lost this lead, lost the fiance. So it's like, what else can you do? You got, you rather get in call your parents. <laughs> you don't rock with his parents. You know, you don't, call, I, you don't mean, call them when things think, are going good. No, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that could just like, I, I don't, I, you know what? I shouldn't say, go ahead, psychoanalyze the guy I don't know. And I'm not going to. I was just, all I was doing is pointing, just, I wanted to educate us all on what Panchakarma is. Hey. All I know is, Scott, I'll be at Gerard Park running some miles. If I have a wild night, I'm like, oh, man, I had too much boudin, too much stuffed pizza. I'm going to hit the park. Dude, I'm not going to hit the booty blend. I ran, like, I ran yesterday, and I was not – I was in a smaller town that's that, – So you need wasn't, three to five business days I wasn't to in, No, no, I wasn't in Lafayette. No, I'm just saying, like, I was I was running somewhere different. Yes, It was yesterday. And I noticed, like, I don't know, I was a little more on edge. Like, there was a couple of cars, like, that were, like, I felt like they were following me, like some tenant windows. They saw me running on one spot. Then I was in a park, and they were, I was like, man, I need, I, need to, I need to get back where I need to get to. This is, I don't know. You got to run. I feel like if you're going to run, you should probably stick to your normal. Well, I didn't have an option to just run my normal route yesterday. I was in a new place. And at first, I was like, oh, this is cool. It'll be something different, you know. And then, like halfway through, I don't. Maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. I'm like, no, nah, I, 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 I do feel what you say. Because I, I, I recently went and ran on the levee in New Orleans, and I've never ran levee. And I was just, at, I was just like, hold on. It depends what part of the levee. Yeah, that's why I'm, as I'm running, I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Turn around. Let me turn around. <laughs> was it next to like river? Was there like a road nearby or was it just like? It's just like, like you said, just it's just sketchy. Levee. Like, okay, because it's like, okay, who's coming to the, the lake? In the that we mornings and just come and chill, like unless you're watching the sunrise, which is spooky or something, mm-hmm. like you know who else is out here? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I was like, let me hurry, let me hurry up, get inside, let me call my grandma. ESPN Lafayette, <laughs> the best ticket in sports, coming to you from the ESPN Lafayette studio, sponsored by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers sportsbook app, the best Louisiana sports betting experience. Learn more at BetRivers.com. 
Com. If you're listening to us via the stream, that's brought to you by Champagne's Mark on the Wilson or Champagne's going the extra mile. Cajun Hoops last night won their third game in a row, climbed up to 500, so they're trying to win four in a row going into the tournament. They'll take on Georgia State tomorrow. Theo Akuba was big time last night. Season high, 21 points, 10 boards. They got it done in the paint over in Statesboro. And uh, the Cajuns now, again, Georgia State Friday and then they will get ready for the conference tournament. The women play tonight. Softball. You were talking about gymnastics. I was talking to Coach Jerry Glasgow last week. It's like, what to do like when in your spare time? Aside from he loves to hunt and he trains dogs. I was like, what do you guys do together? That's He's a like, lot. he does. He's <laughs> like, we we love to go see NCAA gymnastics like live and in person. Um, He's it was amazing, Scott. You want to see some amazing softball? Lamson Park tonight, Louisiana versus Alabama, number two team in the country. Ooh, Six it's going o'clock. down. It'll be good, and then they'll play them again Sunday. They have some other games in between, but beginning tomorrow, all those games are in Youngsville. Tonight, you've had Gerard Field at Lamson Park. When we come back, I'm going to actually be there. Zion Williamson, Troy Aikman. He's moving around. It's my guy. We're gonna di- we're gonna dig in. It's my guy, Troy. To those two topics and more, and open up phone lines at 337-269-1077. Norman Locke hanging out with me one more time, and uh, his final show will be this Sunday morning. You don't want to miss it, eight to ten. And I have a gift for Norm, but I'm not going to give it to him till later in the show. Okay, he's not sure if it's going to be a prank or if it's going to be real. I asked, was it Tom Landry's hat, and he he didn't respond. So I hope it's Tom Landry's hat. That would just look. I don't know. That would look weird. I'll, I'll rock with it. I feel, I feel like I got a good, nice little size head. To wear. We're talking about dieting. Is the boudin here yet? <laughs> That's the question. That's what we, Thursday mornings, they ring boudin in the building. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would not partake. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues right after this. Scott Show, Scott Prather, Norman Locke coming at you on a Thursday. Now that we've learned about Panchakarma. Nasal irrigation. I'm telling you, that's that's my hey, I'm rolling with that for a while. Man, I got a cold. I need some need some nasal, nasal irrigation. irrigation. <laughs> you got Troy Aikman is uh nearing an exit from Fox. Well, exit. His contract is up and uh, reportedly gonna be the Monday night football analyst. I love it. Seven and a half mil is what he was making at Fox. The deal report, reportedly will he'll be making around seventeen and a half million. It's that bad. 
Thanks, Scott. That's more than he ever made while playing in the league. Now, I know inflation, and he played a long time ago at this point. Feels weird. for When I say Aikman played a long time ago, it makes me feel really old. But it has. That's what I said. It's been a long time. I said I've seen him more in a television booth than I've seen him on the field. It's my guy, though. Yeah, he left, um, I think his last season was 2000. Yep, so 22 years. What's interesting is ESPN is expected to bring in or consider maybe bringing in Joe Buck. Now, his contract isn't up for another year. I think that's going to be a little more difficult because Buck also works for Fox doing, I mean, he does. he's done he does like Cardinals shows. broadcast, yeah. he does World Series. So, like, if you're Joe Buck... I get that Aikman's your guy, but you're doing more than just Monday night football. What I thought about, Norm, was like, well, how do you think, like, Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy feel right now? Yeah, I don't know how they feel, but I think Lewis Riddick is probably trying to get uh, some, some type of front office job. I think he really deserves a front office job. Um, but, like, they've kind of gone through that cycle. Multiple for this, times. For this season, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's probably in his future. Because he used to be like I think a he scout. tries yearly, right? Yeah, I think he he's he's going for like kind of GM type stuff yeah. after having been like a scout and you know in a front office but in a different role. I don't know. I bet they're sitting there like, well, what the hell? Like we just did Monday Night Football, but it never felt like. When was the last time you felt like, all right, this is the Monday Night Football team and they're doing a great job? I, I, I like that cast. I like Lewis Riddick with Troy Aikman. Um but other than that, Cass, it's been a while. It feels like Tariko and, and Gruden, and yes, yeah. Gruden's, certainly his image has taken a hit for yeah. for re, for deserved reasons. Correct. But like when he and Tariko were together for a while, it was like, okay, you knew all right, year to year. Then they put in Sean McDonough and his voice always cracked. Then they had, who's that? Booger. No, no, no. I mean the play-by-play guy oh, that uh, was a, a a, uh, a I, 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 bag to you. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe. Joe Tessator. Joe Tessator. Yeah, and then you had like Witten for a year, and it was awkward, and Booger was in the Booger Mobile. Then they bring Booger to the booth, and it didn't work. Then they do the three-man booth, and it's like, okay, but there was nothing. Like Monday Night Football, back when you had Howard oh, Cosell, man. and then you had Al Michaels and Frank Gifford and Dan Deerdorf and I wasn't a Deerdorf fan, but at least he he had some cachet. John Madden, of course, the great John Madden. It was like I don't know. Then it was it was Tariko and Joe Theismann. Then it was now Tariko Joe Theismann wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay, but I I, I think in my and been watching football for maybe twenty like twenty three years. The Booger era was probably the worst for me. The Booger, Joe, you know, like Witten. Like I wouldn't blame it all on Booger, but it's like Jason Witten wasn't good. It was such like, a quick time. Like, I think era. You got to kind of almost lump say era. Yeah, it was together. like, yeah, it wasn't an era. That was just, That's <laughs> what Monday Night Football needs. They need, like, an era, honestly, where it's like, okay, you got two people. Every week they're going to be there, yeah. and you know it's it's going to be good. It's almost like the, the broadcasting team for Monday Night Football used to be, like, a legendary type stuff and lately it's just been like what's it gonna what are they gonna do i this think year? it's with, with these tv contracts getting bigger and bigger negotiations are just getting harder i feel like um at what point let's say the next re-up for the contract for the troy aikmans the tony romos the drew breezes of the world is it gonna start hitting like 25 million dollars i mean it should think about 
Well, they get billions from the TV. Yeah, so ESPN I mean, is paying two point six billion dollars to air Monday night games. That's crazy. The amount of money they're paying. So when you look at it that way, it's like day, seventeen. So days they're going to the pay year. like one of the the, the they're going to pay the star of that product this much. That's not that much in comparison to what they're paying the NFL. You know, I Aikman Aikman saw what Romo got, and he's like. You guys been doing it for like a couple of years. Yeah. I've been in this. I've been in this B twenty years. I need that check. You could. Make was gonna be making over ten million more than he, what he was previously making. Yeah. So, and Amazon apparently made a run at him, which I'm sure is Asia. Yes, I'm be able to. <laughs> keep I'm it up. Be keep able it up. To keep it up. A lot out of this. And I, and I like. Uh, and that's what uh, me and Lyndon was talking about the previous hour. I don't know about Amazon hosting. Thursday night football game is going to be hard for, like you said, it's going to be hard for God, people who just don't understand streaming to cut it on and get it going because my grandma, I was, I'm not fighting with her right, if I, to right. watch it on Amazon. I get Amazon why Prime. Amazon's doing it, and I get why the NFL's doing it, but I also get why Aikman would be like, I'm going to still be more visible on yeah, Monday night football. Thursday, I mean, I'll tell you this, Scott. I'm not going to go out my way to stream Thursday night football on Amazon. If you're not, home... Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm home and and I have Amazon Prime, thanks well, to my go. girlfriend. But right. if I didn't, when I'm home me, and I'm streaming it on on someone else's account, I'm a watch. I can watch it, but if I'm out and about, and I'm away. You know, other games. I'm not doing it. Just, that's that's the thing right there. Like, are are the bars and the restaurants going to have it on? Yeah, like that's just another additional streamer site you got to get. Like, it's just it doesn't make sense when when most of these, like you say, bars and places don't even have ESPN Plus. You know, it would be good. For you, or I'm sorry, for your boy, the perfect guy for Amazon Prime actually I think is Sean Payton because there's not as many eyeballs, so you get to kind of ease your way into it. You know what I mean? He's a name, so Amazon, it's like, okay, you got a name. You know, get a good play-by-play person, pay him. Okay, there it is. But you throw Payton in there, I guess there's not as much pressure on him. Well, and, that, and that's what I was saying. I, I don't, everybody keeps throwing Peyton name, Peyton name, Peyton name. I'm like, bro, Peyton said he wants to take a break. Well, no, becoming he, a full time, he's technically stepping down. No, but he said he would like to do TV. Yeah, he liked to do TV, but they didn't say he wanted to go into a full time, two year contract with a with a with a network. I'm like, look, Sean Payton want to come on at his will, you know, as a guest, as a host, you know, part time host. He's not. He's not. He's not Want to be committed to have to be in some different city once a like week, it. multiple times. You don't think he wants that? I think he kind of would like that. I think he, I think he wants to be that guy where it's like, okay, we're talking Saints, Atlanta, and he get called up to ESPN, or they got this going on, he get called yeah. up to this. Or like you said, if he's on Amazon one day a week for for seventeen weeks, seventeen days of work. This is nice for Aikman too. To your the point you just made. I know I'm circling back to Aikman. He and Buck were having to do Sunday games, and then on Sunday, and then now it's just like I pull up on Mondays, and it's, that's it. I prepare a Sunday, Monday. I'm here. I'm off Tuesday. <laughs> He'll probably be, but like for that much money, he's probably gonna have to do some ESPN hits. You know what I yeah, mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, some 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 plus some ESPN plus. That's how they get you in that three sixty ESPN contract. Get you in that three sixty. Got to do some radio. So who do some Fox, So who does Fox put as their A team now? It's done. Now here it goes. You got two options. You got Norman the, Locke and Scott Prather. <laughs> <laughs> you got the cryptic Aaron Rodgers. It's the wild card. It's my wild card choice. You he's got cryptic. He's gonna keep 
Nice job on, I like that you use cryptic. That was good. All right. Nice subtle choice. But then you got the TB12 method. Somebody's going to pay Tom Brady a lot of money to talk sports. Somebody's going to do it. They just did it with the Mannings. Somebody's going to get on a TB broadcast 12 method and get Tom Brady in some capacity in a sports talk show. He ain't dropping his own podcast. I don't think Tom has the personality to be an A-mic or to bring in guests to talk to him. Somebody has to talk to Tom and let his little passive-aggressive jokes start flying. I don't think he's the supreme media darling like and, and talkative like how Eli and Peyton and Troy and Tony is. But I do think Tom is good for television after watching the 30 for 30. Just if he wants to. Money is no option for That's Brady. That's why I say it's just vibes. Just, it's just the vibes. Bringing like, in, you know, more money than him. And if Brady's- Tom was on Amazon on Thursdays, now they got me. Oh, you're right about that. Now they got if me. Amazon wanted, yes, yes. If Amazon really wanted to be like, no, you need to you need to check it out. Now, what if he's not good? That, that can happen. Jason Witten. I thought... God bless him. Nice guy. Yeah, good, I thought... Good, good dude. Beautiful human great, being. Great guy. I love when we say... <laughs> you know when you say that, you're, you're always about to, like, bash someone. He's a great guy, but... He's a great guy. Great father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put that oh, yeah. in. Yeah, great father. What is that? I mean, sure, but, like, okay. <laughs> put that in. It's like, we got nothing else to say. He's, he's a great father. Great dad. Great, great dad. dad. Yeah. Uh, not, not good on Monday Night Football. No, no. It was so weird that he then went to the Raiders for a year. Like, that was so odd. And then thought, like, his four-yard routes were going to equate to them winning a Super Bowl. He did Monday Night Football for a year, then played for the Las Vegas Raiders for a year, their first year in Vegas. Then, or no, I'm was it? Yeah, their first year yeah. in the pandemic year. And then, um, what is he doing now? He's a great father. <laughs> Good. He, I'm glad. That's worth noting. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> Andy great guy. Dalton. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Awesome. Yeah, shouldn't be QB1. Great guy, though. Workout warrior. Great guy, though. Great guy, though. I mean, we kind of do it for Tyrod Taylor, too. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Great teammate. Great teammate. Shouldn't be your QB1. Can be be your QB1 as a stopgap if you have nothing else. Great guy. Great guy. And and I know you don't know his love life, but he's up there. He's up there. Just know he's up there. He 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 got him one. He's up there. He's up there. I know you don't know his. No, I don't. I don't. His know the, girlfriend is Orlando Scandrick's ex uh, fiance and some others. The, the one that Jameis sent the picture to allegedly. Correct. <laughs> Man, but again, now, she's again, she's uh, she's you know, top quality. He's a good guy. Good guy. Tom, you mentioned Tom Brady. Good guy. Um, according to the Hollywood Reporter, he will produce and star in an upcoming movie. If Adam Sandler isn't involved, am I watching it? He's not. I'm not watching it. Brady doesn't need to team with Sandler. He's Brady's No. Brady's actually got more money than well, Brady's wife actually has more money than Sandler. Well, that's not stop stop comparing. Stop comparing. This is she's a super of the she's the, the, the world's most famous supermodel. Yeah, like come who on. put something on social media the other day of her like in karate, like self defense class. Yeah, and see, and that's why I would like to interview Tom Brady. I'm not talking about all these Super Bowls and the Tuck to three. Rules. No, I'm not man, talking about I that. want the other stuff. How did you meet your wife? How did you? How did that conversation go? You just tell her like, you know, I'm, I win Super Bowls. 
you know, come marry me. Like, how do you make less money? How did it feel when you didn't marry the the mother of your son and then apparently ended up with her? How did she feel? Yeah, how she? How did you? How that, he the, might not like that. You question. break down the language barrier to even you know start discussing. You he know, did. like she 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 has English. She does. Yeah, no, speak. he no he knows it very well. He speaks it very fluently. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, according to him, I've heard him speak it. Okay. <laughs> on camera, on, right. yeah, on camera. But uh, but that's just that's what I want to know about. Like, okay, let's talk about the TB12 method. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about Tom Leader. Tom, the the, the Moody apparently will be eighty for Brady. Ooh, okay, I like four Patriot fans in their eighties. Yeah, I'm not watching it. Lily you had me, but I'm out. See, <laughs> Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno. And Sally Field, because the last twenty years has only been good for them. Last twenty five years, so if they eighty, the last last twenty five years of their life has been good for them as a Patriot fan. But what the hell he was doing for the first sixty five? They were they were you know I mean you say good for them, not just good for them. I mean kid, somebody your age, if you can you imagine if you grew up in, in the New in England Boston. area? Yeah, that's why I say like you would have. We talk about your ego, Norm. Sorry, I mean we do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, and I'm not even trying to be funny here. The Cowboys' success came before your your time. I no, can't no, imagine. No, 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 no. Came during, but we could well, get to you. You, you, were too, you're too, you were too young to remember. You were too young to remember. That may be true. So, I can only imagine what your sports fandom ego would be like if you were from. It would be, it'd be the most nauseating thing because Celtics have, have won a title. Yeah. Red Sox have won multiple titles. Patriots just won the Super Bowl all the time. They were at least in the AFC title game almost every like I can't even imagine the ego. It would just be out of control. Like but like why wouldn't it be as a fan you're like, "Well, yeah, all I know is winning." But what but see and that's why I would like to see what they say for the first 65 years. That's a long time. That's a that's a long time before you get to that. And that's the only interesting part. Like you said, Last twenty five years, if you're a Boston fan, it's just like you know you've been living in a, a great era. But that first sixty five years—that's right. why you got to do eighty for Brady because it was a bunch of like you know, hey man, let's let's got in the car, go, go Brady, let's go Brady. Like that would be annoying. Like I don't want to see eighty for Brady. Okay, do you know? By the way, I got to ask you. This is gonna make me. Those th- these women are more than twice my age, but I do know who they are. You know who Lily Tomlin is? No. You know who Jane Fonda is? No. You know who Rita Marino is? She's Dan Marino's daughter? No. <laughs> She's an older uh, Puerto Rican American actress. She's the only one of the four, like, I know her, but I don't really know her stuff. You know who Sally Field is? No. Man. All like, right, first of all, Jane Fonda of the Fonda family. Do you know who LaDurk is? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who no, Young Boy is? No, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> now, like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, they they star in Grace and Frankie on Netflix. It's one of the best shows on Netflix. It's amazing, hilarious. They're eighty, Very funny. and they started. They're in it. Okay. Yeah, and they're the last season's coming out soon. Okay, it's great. It's a great show. I love it. Love it. But they are like famous, or they're famous, but like they were, they used to be like a lister, like the women of. Hollywood. Okay, so they're like Betty White, but. Of they're a little younger, sure. Yeah, yeah but they're younger. Know, I know she was like a super superstar in her the, early days. With respect to Betty White, 
she was never as famous as Jane Fonda. Okay. Jane Fonda right, 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 okay. And Sally measure, Field. Okay. Now Lily Tomlin's famous, but not as she's kind of she's kind of in it kind of like Betty White. Like as she got older, people were like, Man, I love her. Like okay, she's right. been great. But like Fonda <laughs> and Field were like in their heyday, like they were like world famous and so still are. You ever, I mean, have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? That's an old yeah. classic. All right, she's the mom in that. Now I gotta go rewatch because I mean, I mean, she leaves Robin Williams and she ends up with Pierce Brosnan. Ah, uh, all right, okay, okay. And that movie came out thirty years ago, so yeah, ninety really, three. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't back know what she like. With respect, <laughs> back when the Cowboys were like, you know, like the team. Ah, uh, yeah, I haven't seen her since thirty years. Apparently, they will they will star. In, sorry, my blood sugar is <laughs> low this morning. I gotta go get a candy bar during the break. I'm ruining Norm's final show here um, with me. So. 80s for Brady, these four older women will go on a road trip to Super Bowl 51. Okay. That was, of course, when the Falcons blew a 25 pulling in the Super Bowl. So now I'm in. I'm like, all right. I don't even know. Now, now a, you're in. I'm not even a Brady guy, but uh, I hope there's just extra Falcon humiliation. <laughs> now I'll, I'll check it out. 80 for Brady. So that's what he's doing. He, he's not going to go do Amazon. No, I wouldn't. Like, why would I? Um, like I said, if Adam Sandler's involved. Then you got me. Because Adam Sandler's putting out a movie with LeBron James. LeBron James. The GOAT. The GOAT. How about, we got to talk about LeBron next hour. Yeah, yeah. How about this? He I'm, was, I'm, the things he was saying at All-Star Weekend. It's wild. But that's why I've started, as of the rising grind, the LeBron to the Pelicans. All right, let's come do your one-year <laughs> tender over here. Look, 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 look. Come do your one-year tender over here. We could drive Bronny. We can get we we drive your other son too if need be. Come do your one year tender over here in New Orleans, and then you can go back to the Cavs. We'll send you off with a parade and then some king cake and some boudin, and send you back to the Cavs the right way. Because the Lakers, when you leave the Lakers, they're gonna boo you. They're gonna burn your jerseys. We're gonna celebrate you with Dude, a hand grenade. Speaking, of, we're gonna get to the phone lines in a second. I see the listener on there. Can you? What if? What if it was Boston? You talk about a fan base that hates LeBron James. That yeah. would be really awkward if they're like, "Yeah, no, we'll go. We'll take. We'll take. We'll take Bronny." Oh, somebody taking him. Somebody taking him. ESPN Lafayette. Right, let's take a quick phone call, and we got to. Uh, then we got to take a commercial break. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. You're on the air with Norman Locke and Scott Prather. Go ahead. How are you? How about them cowboys? <laughs> Thank you for your unbiased opinion this morning. Non, non-debatable. That's good. Hey man, the feeling the feeling's mutual for some other people. Yeah. If he was in Cowboys. His, col- his colon was, probably hates him. If he was with too. the Cowboys, you'd be like, you can use my bathroom anytime, Aaron. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Sure. Maybe if he was a Saint. Oh, I would t- I'd sign off. Give to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah. sure. Maybe if it was there a you saint. go, Aaron. Here's your organic toilet paper for your cleanse. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's gonna be. He's, with gonna, he's gonna be with. He's gonna be with the Packers next year. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I just don't. I, at first, I thought Denver might be the best situation for him, 
But that division's too rough for Aaron at his age. He doesn't. He he's not leaving. Like he, yeah. Uh, they don't want to get rid of their quarterback. I don't see How weird would it be to see him in a Titans uniform? Nasty, nasty. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't. Well, it was weird when Brett Favre was with the Jets. Sure, it was, but like Brett Favre, that was a that was a. The only thing that was similar is that it was the Packers that didn't involve Rodgers, but it was Favre saying, "I'm going to retire twice," and them having Aaron Rodgers and finally being like, "Sorry, Brett, you can't do this again." Like it was totally different. This is right. They want Rodgers. You know what I mean? And he's just like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm have to uh, just gonna have to think about it, and you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, gratitude. And, yeah, no, no, no. No, you don't want. You don't want to put that. I on don't wax. know about that one. You don't want to put that on wax. And then don't curse Jordan Love like that. And the thing is, I remember Rodgers. There, there was a Thursday night game against the Cowboys in '08 when Dallas was really good, and then you know, one and done in the playoffs, lost to the Giants, typical Cowboys. What, what happened to the Saints that year? The oh, they didn't go to the playoffs that okay, year. I'm just making We're sure. talking about Aaron Rodgers. I know, but you brought up the Cowboys. He bought, he played the Cowboys on a Thursday night, and he got to play because Farr was hurt, and you actually, you had a few snippets of Rodgers before he became the guy, and you're like, he looks good. You've had a few snippets of love. What does that look like? And I don't mean love in your life. I mean, you know, Dorm's the one that talks about you know, people's love life, like okay. Tyrod Taylor. I'm talking he, about Jordan Love. He, he didn't look like, he didn't look okay. like, he look all right, all right. Uh, if, if people could come out and say, we gotta, we gotta wait to get some more tape on Taysom Hill. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put out Jordan Love yet. If Sean Payton did you not, did was you not, able to invest. Did you not vehemently disagree with those people? I did. So now you're saying you're going to do that thing you vehemently no, I, disagree I said, with? I said, if people were able to say, and that was the back well, that they did. I'm talking about you, Norm, not people. No, no, no I was just saying Here we got go. people. Here we go. <laughs> got people. So I'm going to go and stand like those people mm-hmm. and say, you know, the jury's not. I need, more, I need more tape. ESPN Lafayette. Appreciate the call, Phil and Karen Crow. Need more tape. You, you, do, you, you rip people, and then when you have an opportunity to do what they do, you're like, I'm going to take it. No, come on. You wouldn't love. This, let's go back to what the man said. Jordan Love could be the next Aaron Rodgers. Now that no, that's is, not true. That's, I say that wasn't that's, true. That's ridiculous. That's that was the basis of this conversation. Yeah, that wasn't. That's, that's not. True. And then I brought up the Cowboys, but I tied it in to Aaron Rodgers. Actually, actually tied it in. And I got a little Saint slander in there. So that's, that's like a, there we go. We've done it. That's how you do it? That's exactly how you do I it. I saw a picture on social media floating out there of Norm looking like a Saints fan, and now I have that photo. Go, go check. Go check my Twitter. It's on. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Real quick before we do. Want to remind you about Patty in the Park. St. Patty's Day, March 17th. Clay Cormier, Wayne Toops, Rob Bass, Quad City DJs, Tone Loke, y'all. Tone Loke. I told Anthony Babineau that yesterday. He's like, did you say Tone Loke? I was like, I did. He's like, you're lying. I'm like, I'm not lying. You're going to be in Lafayette. Lit. Get your tickets to the Legends. That's the Legend. Tickets to the Legends now, $20. Any of the Legends locations or online at eventbrite.com. Patty in the Park. Sponsored by Bud Light next. Nico Auto Insurance. I'm Scott. That's Norm. We're right back right after this. ESPN Lafayette. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Eight o'clock hour. Scott Prather, Norman Locke. Coming to you from the ESPN Lafayette studio. Sponsored by Bet Rivers. Every day at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Louisiana, you'll find line specials, daily boosted odds, parlays of the day, and more. 
What's happening with Zion? Somebody got his foot in a chokehold. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking at the situation, and I'm not. I'm still not concerned. My concern level goes from a four to eight. It doubles, Scott, if he doesn't suit up at any point this season. He's not going to suit up this season. Then it's just going, going to, to an eight. eight. It's going to be eight. because that's right now. You know, like you say, the talking heads, the Twitter people who like the engagement from Pelicans fans, you know. There's some that are just. They, they, at this point, it's becoming just a clickbait. Like, if you talk about Zion. Anytime it's Gail Benson's going to sell. He's going right, to kick you know, off the fan base. I, I see it at least once a week. Don't but give I've, the attention. Yeah, I, I've stopped giving the attention. I stopped. I, trust me, I've stopped. You've done well. I've done well. I'm trying to get all the, because, the, you know, right now Pelicans uh, fans are, are big in Twitter spaces right now. Chris Connor, my guy. Chris Connor, that thing blown up. He I ate. love Chris, by the way. And Jared Reed, who who co-hosts with him, is one of my frat brothers from out here in Lafayette, and he just signed a deal with uh, Boot Cut Media. So him and Chris Boot is going to be his Boot Crew, and they're going to be putting out some content, some Pelicans content. <clears throat> um, but like you said, like I'm not big into it until he doesn't suit up. Now, if he doesn't suit up, Scott, I'm 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 done with him. I'm He's I. Not I I'm done I'm not with him. Up. I'm done with him. It's I'm, it's there's so much stress with this, and then there's there's just so much that is not actually known. I think there's a lot the franchise. There, there's there's two side. There's two there's two belief systems when it comes to the Pelican side of this storm, and that is Zion is estranged from them, and they really don't know what is happening. No, and when you have Griffin president of basketball operations, looking like a doofus saying, anecdotally, I hear he's doing great. Anecdotally. It's absurd. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing. Yeah, anecdotally. Anecdotally, I think he's doing great. Get your nasal irrigation. Like if I only talk to your girlfriend, Laura, about you and never actually talk to you, I would even say, who knows if it's Let's say one of your frat brothers that maybe interacts, one of your frat brothers every month or so would ask Laura how you're doing. And then someone asked me, hey, how's, how's Norm doing? Anecdotally, he's doing great. <laughs> Which essentially means, well, his frat brothers told me that he talked to her and she said he's doing good, but he doesn't want to talk to any of us. And so I really don't know. So I'm just going to say anecdotally, he's doing correct. well. You know. So there's one side that's like they know nothing because he won't talk to them. And I think when C.J. McCollum came out and said what he said Saturday last Saturday night or Friday night, that just exacerbated that of oh, oh he really well, has he really just totally exacerbated exacerbated may you know he it, it, think out of like throwing gas on the fire to the situation and so the people that believe that are like this is further proof there's another side norm that says they know some, they know really what's going on but they won't say because it would be bad for all parties where do you lie in this thing i lie on just like you said he's probably not going to play so now that puts my my concern level at an eight. I'm gonna throw my big word out there expeditiously. We need to get Zion Williamson out of here expeditiously. What are you gonna get for him if he hadn't if he's missed if he were not to play the rest of the season, how many games do they have left? Twenty five or twenty six? Twenty four, I think. Twenty four. So that means that in three years, he will have missed hundred and forty two games. Possible games played and played in eighty five. Now this is this is why I still think we can get a nice little haul. That's still more games than Joel Embiid in his first three seasons. But but Embiid 
There, they, there seemed to be a united front between him and Philly throughout that. Now you're right. That, that, and that's the that's the difference. But if they still wanted to trade him, they traded pieces around him. But if they still wanted to trade him, they still could have got a haul, a haul? For, for the flashes that they did. When I say haul, now again, when you're trading a superstar player, you always lose. I, I, I hate it when people say it. The Pelicans was one of the first franchises that actually traded a superstar, got a first-round pick, and was supposed to get a superstar in return. But if you look at Houston, they traded James Harden. What did they get? You know, you look at Melo with, with the Knicks. When they traded him, what did they get? When you look at when you when you trade the super, Paul George from the Pacers, well, Chris Paul. I mean, the Pels didn't get squat out of that. Yeah, no, what did you get? Squazzy. Well, they ended up getting a. Well, no, you're right. They they didn't. They got Aminu, Chris Kamen, Eric Gordon, who was miserable, and the tenth over. Well, they ended up getting. They ended up being bad, so they got AD, but that wasn't part of the package. The part they of the package. So you, you lose when you trade away your star player. Griff did a really good job on the AD, considering everyone knew he was leaving anyway. Yeah, so that's why I was like, Pelicans is one of the one franchise that I feel like was a mutual win. They got Ingram, and, okay, so Ball left. You somehow ended up getting Graham out of it, but what that led to was was more cap space plus Josh Hart, which you turned into C.J. McCollum. So... Turning, you turning win. Davis into McCollum and Ingram was pretty good. Now, if Zion, in my opinion, you don't, you're not going to get back a superstar in return. But we have Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum right now. So if we was to trade Zion to build on additional uh, role players, of filling out the roster, not trying to go for some. 35 plus million dollar player because I don't like you say I don't see that happening but we do need a true point guard we do need somebody to sub in Valentunas because I've never been a Jackson Hayes fan so I do feel as though we can get a lot in substantial return for Zion but it's just not going to be a superstar return yeah I think Best case scenario, obviously, is he plays because when he plays, he's incredible and he gets his foot fixed. It's kind of like you sell 65 cents on the dollar. Well, if he has foot problems the rest of his career, if it's a Greg Oden thing, whew. but if he turns into Joel Embiid, it's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're the Pels? I mean, you got you got to play for now because gonna you can't. For a, they're going to ask for a supermax rookie extension this summer. They're going don't, to. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense right now. I feel as though then he's definitely gone. You, you get him out of here, Sky, expeditiously because what I'm seeing with the Memphis Grizzlies, and I hate to say it, I, I be in the Twitter spaces with the people. There's a lot of fans that already thought we should have took Jai over Zion. Hindsight is twenty twenty. No one thought th- there was maybe two out of millions that thought in the moment they should have done it. In the moment. Now, yes, it's easy to say. Each that. year it's been growing. Sure. And now where John Morant is fully coming into himself, which I expected if Zion was healthy, he'll be coming into himself also averaging 26 points a game. But how Ja has assimilated with the Memphis Grizzlies culture is what's the difference in what Pelicans fans have been asking and wanting from any basketball player in New Orleans since a Chris Paul. We got Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, he, Brandon Ingram's all the way in. I'm liking how C.J. McCullough's kind of trending. I'm, hey, we get him on a Mardi Gras float, get him some beads, get him on Bourbon Street. He might be here for a couple seasons. 
But Zion, since he got here, he left. We he did. went to the boot, and and well, and he, he went to he, he went said, to all, he said all the right things out the gate. He seemed to do all the right things, but then where's his dicky fit, Scott? It didn't. Where's his dicky fit? They don't fit. They don't. <laughs> Not even trying to be funny. I mean, it's just reality. It's it's a, a, a look. I I wish Zion. I think what JJ Reddick said was the part of it is he's always been sort of a distant teammate. You do hear the stories of his stepfather, who when they drafted him said, "We're so happy to be here. We love it. We're going to embrace it." Zion did get in. Some fans were having a group chat last night, and he actually chimed in and was like. He said one thing. He said, I don't know why people think I keep saying I'm leaving. I love New Orleans. I've always said that, and people know that. It's like you could speak up more. There's some that feel like, well, his family doesn't want him to. His representation doesn't want to. But this isn't this isn't an AD clutch sports deal. No. Like CAA, the agency that represents him, also represents Reddick, also represents a, a lot of— Most of the NBA players right, in the NBA. a ton, and some in the media. This was like a, a player with the same representation— who who had had Zion on his podcast? One of the few times you actually heard Zion in a on a longer sit down interview, ever, blasting him not just for what he's doing now, but like even when he played with him, he's like, yeah, I had to talk to him about it around the team. I mean, I but JJ, you hear one report of, oh well, he's he's you know he's going to be back this year. The same day, a report of he might have a second surgery. No one knows what the heck is going on and. When you're the Pelicans or or someone that follows the team, and you've been burned in the past, like you're you hear silence, you're always going to assume the absolute worst. And, and let me speak on JJ. JJ's post has been going viral. His little soliloquy from first take, and you know JJ has been gaining some steam, and uh, you know he's been doing well on first take. But Scott, he went entirely super hard on Zion and the Pelicans because I think he's still salty. Because he talked about how, oh, you know, I never was the best player on a team, but I still reach out to my play, my teammates, and, you know, I'll take buyouts and this, that, and there. You know why you're prefacing this, JJ? Because you, you ain't really chased with the Nets. He's he's mad at David Griffin. Yeah, so you're you, you, you putting a little extra salt in the wound. Yeah, what you said kind of was true, but you're going extra in yeah. on it because you're still upset you didn't get the ring chase. That's why you put in, you threw in that, oh, I, I talked to my teammates even though I wasn't the best guy on the team, and I took buyouts. Well, guess what? The Mavs didn't want buyout, and you had to sit there. Then he got hurt. He's still really close to some of the guys on the team. I mean, him and Bi are are they're close. You don't think there was part of them that's like I I know him. Heck, him and CJ know each other well. You don't think there's part of them that's like I know what these guys are feeling, so I'm just gonna come out and say this. And I'm gonna start just eating them because I'm upset. David Griffin ain't trade me. Mm. I'm upset. Zion ain't ain't wasn't available for my tender to come here. I thought I was going to be able to get a bunch of open threes and shots because Zion's going to be eating up the paint. J.J., you just, old man and three. So I can say old man and three. You're still not welcome back. Mardi Gras, make sure you're in New York. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Scott Prather, Norman Locke, last hour mentioned it. Ragey Cajuns get the win last night. Theo Kuba, double-double, 21 points, 10 boards, Getting it done in the paint. Um, Cajuns now have uh, three wins. They're up to 500. They'll take on Georgia State in the regular season finale. No love lost between Louisiana and Georgia State, obviously, on the hardwood. It'll be the final game at Georgia State's venue 
be pretty great if their last game was a loss to the Cajuns. I know that's what Louisiana is going to be going for. Friday night, 6 o'clock, you can hear it over on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Again, Friday, because they're getting ready for the conference tournament next week in Pensacola. We have Raging Cajun Women's Hoops for you on our sibling station, Talk Radio 960, tonight and uh, and on Saturday, as uh, we got Cajun softball for you on our airwaves beginning tonight and all through this weekend. Cajun softball taking on number two Alabama tonight at Yvette Gerard Field at Lamson Park. Don't want to miss it. I'm going to get out there if you can. It'll be hard to get a ticket, but it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Jay Walker loves to use the word lit. It's going to be lit. <laughs> uh, and then they will head over to the Mardi Gras Mambo tournament in Youngsville at the Youngsville Sports Complex tomorrow. Uh, two games against Eastern Illinois and St. Thomas. You can hear him here beginning at uh, 145 pregame on Saturday, 245 uh, against Portland State and then Lipscomb. And then on Sunday, out in Youngsville, 11 a.m. against number two, Alabama. So two games against Bama, one tomorrow, another Sunday. Check it out. You can hear it right here on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Sure. Mentioned women's hoops on 960. You got Georgia State tonight, uh, tonight, senior day, Mardi Gras night. And then Georgia Southern on Sunday. That one will be at Earl K. Long Gym. Talked to Coach Broadhead about that a good bit earlier this week. It's the pink game. And uh, if you missed any of those interviews, coaches' interviews, you can hear them over at the Great Scott Show podcast page. For those of you listening to us, brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. And lastly, Cajun Baseball, which we talked a ton about yesterday. And we'll talk about some more tomorrow. Big series. Take it on number four, Stanford, tomorrow. Noon first pitch over on Newstalk 96.5 KPL, Indiana on Saturday at 11, and then 4 o'clock on Sunday against number 2 Arkansas. A big, busy weekend for UL sports. LSU hoops lost to Kentucky last night, but the betting side of that was what was crazy because Kentucky just had this giant lead and then just forgot how to play against the press, and so LSU ended up closing the gap late, and I... And if if LSU had only been down by like eight instead of double digits, they probably would have won because Kentucky. And I'm I'm still trust them. man. Would you say betting? Know somebody that last night they hit on a twelve leg parlay. You talking about Jared? No, ten dollars to seven thousand dollars. They hit it. They hit it, and then FanDuel locked them out. <laughs> Why? Because they said it was going through regular seventy two hour maintenance. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wait a minute. What they do is they if they wait they let them back in after the seven two hours. I yeah. guess they want to make sure that it was it was a, a they, real they bet. Make but. sure it's legit. Then they then they hope okay maybe they won't withdraw it right away. They'll they'll sit on the fact that they just won this and then they're gonna want to bet again. Whoever whoever your friend is, I would bet seven grand. They will never hit a twelve leg parlay ever again. It was mostly hockey. Legs? It was twelve leagues. I'm about to go find it. Uh it was twelve leagues, That's mostly insanity. mostly hockey. I'm su- I'm actually you said ten dollars? I'm actually yeah. surprised it must have just all been money lines or something. I'm just I'm actually surprised it's it's not more. I'm surprised it's not more than seven grand. A twelve leg parlay that you I, I would have guessed like seventy grand or something. That's wild. We find it. On the exact ticket, but I know people have been hitting on hockey like crazy. Because I mean, from what they told me was, Norm, if it's um, if you take the over under and it's three and a half, always take the over. You're gonna win most of the game, most of your bets. Yeah, but not a twelve leg parlay. No, not that's wild, dude. About to find. I can't believe that. 
About to find it. All right, we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Norman Locke gets to ask me whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. It's part of the deal. Yes, it is. It's part of the deal for his final show with me. I don't think he's going to ask me about Pancha Karma. We kind of went through no, that. No. Whatever no, he wants. Not. And I have a present for him. Oh, Tom Landry's hat. Got the a present Tom for him. What is it? What is it? We'll give it to him in the next segment. Don't go anywhere. This is the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott. That is Norman Locke. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Scott Show coming up on St. Patrick's Day, Thursday, March 17th. It's Patty in the Park, sponsored by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance, Park International, Downtown Lafayette, gates open at 5, music starts at 5.30. What kind of music? Legendary music. That smoke. Clay Cormier, my guy Wayne Toops, always a great show. Then you got Rob Bass. You know any old Rob Bass songs? Remember that It Takes Two to Make a Thing Go Right? Yeah. Quad City DJs. And it was Tuesday. It was 22-22. That's right. Too early this week. That's right. Tone Loke. I'm just way too excited about Tone Loke. I won't apologize for it. He's a legend. Tone Loke is a legend. Check it out. Get your tickets now at Legends. Any of the locations, $20 or online at eventbrite.com. Get them now because uh, day of, they're $25. Kids 12 and under get in free. And Dig is DJing? Oh, yeah, man. We'll have it. It'll, it'll, it's it's all a town square production. He'll be DJing somewhere downtown after. Yeah, right outside of oh, it, probably. Yeah. That's what oh, he usually yeah. does. turning me up. DJ Digital. DJ Digital. Ryan all right. Dion. Before I give you this gift that I uh, that I brought for you, oh, got your present. Box. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, it was it was a busy day yesterday, as you know. I had to go to a different town for a while and, and do some some things. By the time like I had like the kids down, the dishes, everything done, like their lunches packed for tomorrow, it was like ten twenty, and okay. I was exhausted. And I'm like, I really want to wrap this so I can make the <laughs> reference about when Ezekiel Elliott like went on YouTube and learned how to wrap a present for Dak. I'm like. I'm not. I don't have. I'm, tired. I'm going to bed. I'll just bring. I'll just bring the box. Okay. Uh, so I'm sorry. It's not wrapped. It's just in a box here. It's okay. But uh, but yeah, man. What um, you get? You, you, we the part of the deal was your last show with me. You could ask me whatever the hell you wanted. I have no idea where this is going. Okay. I I, I think that people deserve I'm to nervous. hear, um, you know, your most. Fond memory of the Cowboys. You, 
Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say like when the Saints beat him or something. No, no, no the most fond memory of it doesn't it doesn't involve the Saints, and, and that's not a fond memory of them losing. This is so what, you mean you mean I can't point out it has to yeah, be something gotta, that yeah, positive happened yeah, to the Cowboys. Positive. It's got to be the most fond moment of the Dallas Cowboys, you know. My teammate, it's my quarterback. <laughs> All right, no, I'll, I'll I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Actually, I can't. I can't give you one. So that T.O. clip was amazing. The uh, that, that was, was after amazing. the game we that referenced yeah. earlier when yeah. they lost to the Giants. It was <laughs> y'all not going to talk, T.O. Man, it's my question. I love T.O. Um, I was I was a young was a young buck and. The Cowboys were playing Washington on uh, on TV. Commanders. Thanksgiving. It's probably I think it was nine, and I was it was Thanksgiving and I was out of town. I was actually in Arkansas and with some family friends. This friend of mine who's huge sports fan, like my parents' godson. He didn't grow up around here, but we still we were just we were young. We you know most kids would play. We we're just like no footballs. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And he didn't have sports on 24 seven. And where we were staying, it was like an antenna. So it was like Thanksgiving day was a big deal. Cause we're like, there's going to be two games on today, <laughs> two football games. The back then you didn't have the night game. It was just Dallas and Detroit. We're going to play someone. And Washington was just like, they were running rough shot through everybody that year. They ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. They were just dominating. And you had this young cat, Emmett Smith for the Cowboys. And we didn't like Washington because they just, we were like, no, we're not rooting for the the team that's beat. Them. Didn't have strong feelings to the Cowboys at the time. They hadn't had their return to glory yet, so they weren't they weren't annoying America yet in terms of the people that didn't root for the Cowboys. People that did root for the Cowboys absolutely loved what came over the next couple of years, um, and so he just it was like he was already good, but it was a moment where everyone's like this. This guy's special, and I think it was Wash. I think Washington was undefeated at that point. It was their first loss of the season, and it went off. And as a nine-year-old, I was like, "This is cool." That twenty-two guy's good. And then the next year, they won the Super Bowl and were like overbearingly annoying all the time. But uh, yeah, Thanksgiving Day, nineteen ninety-one. There you go. You see, and ladies and gentlemen, I was that's honest. When, I was honest. I that's when the Scott Prather became a slick side Cowboys fan. See, and then. No. The Super Bowl runs made him hate greatness and envy, and he wouldn't be able to taste the satisfaction of his hometown team winning a Super Bowl until, what, maybe later? Something like that. But I understand, Scott. Oh, I'm look, glad that Saints, happened. The Saints, they, I mean, the Saints were my team then, but they, you know, yeah. they, they actually won the division that year yeah. and then lost in the playoffs to, of all teams, the bleepity bleeping Falcons. Yeah, so it was a tough year. It was okay. It was a it was tough a great. Year. It was a great Thanksgiving though. That Thanksgiving, I would say great. <laughs> it was I mean, it was. It's a great Thanksgiving. It's not like I mean when it, when it ended, we turned off the TV. It's not like great Thanksgiving. We didn't. Uh, we didn't like you know run around and say, oh man, you know life is good. Sounds so great. I'm trying to look up the box scores to make sure I'm beautiful I'm remembering the right game. See that uh, in this game. So I Dallas won twenty four twenty one. It was what man. I got a good memory, Norm. Washington. It was their first loss. They were eleven and zero before that game. Okay. Um, let's see. Emmett Smith. Why isn't showing his stat line? Rushing. It was too great. It's weird. Well, I'm on. I'm on Pro Football Reference. It has. 
Aikman's numbers. Apparently, Burline played a little bit in this game. Burline played? Oh, Emma Smith. 34 rushes, 132 yards, and a touchdown. That's a lot of rushes, though. It was, uh, it, was, it, was a different, <laughs> it was a different era, man. It was a different era. <laughs> it, was, it was like, oh, yeah, Emmy going to get this ball a day. It was a, it was a different era. Uh, Aikman threw a pick six in that game. Man, Gerald Riggs. Chip Low Miller, Ricky Sanders, Mark Riffin. Now I'm Ricky Sanders. Ricky Sanders was a receiver for Washington. Yeah. Ricky Sanders. Alvin Harper scored a, a TD for. Uh, I always like Cowboys. looking at these when people start talking about games and then it make you go down a rabbit hole, look at the roster. So you just see just it's names. It's just bringing just, uh, back all these memories, like, man. It's bringing back all these memories. I'm just like these rosters. Like oh. you see, you look at the roster, like man. He was on that team. Then I drove back to Louisiana and watched the Saints losing freaking overtime to Atlanta that week, and it was awful. Lovely. It was awful. Lovely. It was a lovely day. The, the, the 91 season, Saints started out great. They were the they were the second-to-last team to even lose a game that year. They were 8-0. They lost to the Bears. Then Washington was the last undefeated team, and then they uh, they ended up Went on losing the, to the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, they ended up winning the Super Bowl, so it worked out okay for them there. Do you see what the – Sorry, the Washington Commanders, Commanders. did the, with their seal. Oh my God, how dumb are they? <laughs> Jeez, they released their they released their logo with a seal. Now, and has the, Sa- the Saints. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. What 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 season was it? I mean, you oh, reference it all right. Of course, two thousand nine. So when you go to a Saints game or you're in the Superdome, they have a banner and it says two thousand nine yeah. World Champions. One banner, com- the, one banner, one banner, one banner. The commanders on their logo put in the actual calendar year that the Super Bowl games they won took place. So nineteen thirties or something. No, like that? no, no. Like so, they were they won in ninety one, but like when they beat the Bills, you know, handily in the Super Bowl, it was the the year it was nineteen ninety two. It was like February or January. That's what they put those years as like world champions. And they had like, I think, some division titles on it. It was like, <laughs> what? Like, how dumb are you? And of course, fans are like, what is it? Like, we didn't win the Super Bowl in 92. The freaking Cowboys did. Why are you making a stink about them? And then, like, they just quietly tried to change it. They, you talk about a, a, a team that, a franchise that just is. That so branding department is Good is Lord. Zero. But you, like, you know that it had to be someone that knows nothing about football. It's like, oh, what year did they win? Let me Google when they won the Super Bowl. Oh, let's put this on the graphic. Like, that's not proper football nomenclature, man. No. Oh, see? I'll go another one. Nomenclature. Nomenclature. <laughs> you know, it's the preferred nomenclature. But, like, if you're not a football fan, you wouldn't get that that's how football fans think. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, UL fans, they talk about the 24th. Well, baseball's different because college baseball takes place all in one year. But, like, football, if you win a national title or if it's you're in, in a bowl game, it's yeah. in the next year, but no one – it's just it's so it's so stupid. Like everybody Only Washington would do that. Yeah, because everybody around here references the 2019 LSU season, but sure. the game took place in 2020. Right, right. <laughs> I don't even like that on the national championship, like the little uh, logos they put on Not the 2020. jerseys. I hate that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, don't, don't do that. No, like, right. you know, the Super Bowl got it right when they decided we're just going to do the number and not the year, and that's why they did it because they're like. The season ends in a new calendar year. It's just going to be confusing. So let's just give a number to the Super Bowl, which is World Basketball Series, does the opposite. NBA, oh, they, they, oh, no, they say 2021, 2022 right. they season. Just do, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if the other sports were smart, they would have 
they would have started it a long time ago. Because the Super Bowl didn't start doing that until Super Bowl five, and then they're like, Roman numerals, we're going to number them. So they act. It wasn't like they did it right out the gate, but they retroactively made the right decision. Yeah, you know, and it starts and ends with the Cowboys. I don't know how. But how yeah, I don't, I don't either. They didn't win the first Super Bowl. You got to bring it back home. They win the first Super Bowl. That'd be, that'd be the team that currently has a quarterback who went through a punch of karma recently. Punch of karma. Booty blend. All right. I got you present here. Okay, let's see what this is. This is no, is no wrapping paper. Sorry. I didn't, I couldn't use, I was too tired, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No freaking way. No, no, no way. <laughs> there it is. Bruh, Scott's going to make me cry. Bruh. People are going to, bruh. You're overselling this. A bit. No, all right. So I, I'm a Funko Pop collector. For people hardcore. That, hardcore. Hardcore. Or for hardcore Funko Pop collector. I have over 100 Um, that's worth over $3,000. So that's why I'm Funko Pop. But the hardest to find. It's Cowboy Funko Pops. It's really the hardest. I only have Ezekiel Elliott, Dez Bryant, and Deion Sanders of all the other players that have played. And the hardest to find is a Tony Romo or a Dak Prescott. And Scott Dakota Prescott. There it is. He got it in the flesh. It's in it's not used either. No, is this is this is perfect. This Wrapped. is what the hell, Scott? Like, did you call Dak himself? <laughs> Like I, I like I haven't seen this there in person. Like I don't know how Scott got this. Y'all. We'll give him. We'll give him a second to compose himself. We'll Man. be right back. This is ESPN Live. He had the best ticket in sports. Welcome back, everybody. Great Scott show. Almost out of time. Going to miss doing this on Thursdays with Norm. I have no doubt that I'll be talking to him again on the future in this show, but it'll be in a different capacity. Norm is... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Norm, Norm will be uh, heading off to some different pastures. Yeah, pastures. 
And uh, we'll still follow him wherever he goes and support him. But he has one more show. Sunday morning. Y'all don't want to miss it. 8 a.m. The uh, the morning lock-in. One more on, on Sunday. But it's been fun doing this on Thursdays. You know, shoot. During the pandemic, man, whenever sports shut down, it was obviously different. And I moved to the mornings. And there was like... It became more about kind of storytelling because there wasn't really sports to, and I I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of the interviews I got to do, but we started doing this thing on Thursdays, and it was like, man, this is good. Like we need to cut up. And I know that sports talk when it came to the pandemic, you know, and some people didn't, some people, some people didn't make it. It was a tough deal. A lot of people lost their job. It was not an essential job, uh, the way. Frontline, first aid, yeah. hospitals, food industry, all of that. I mean, the frontline workers were the true one. That's essential. This wasn't essential, but when you get messages from people that are like, man, you're, you're in my ear every day. It's part of my life. You know, they spend hours with us, hours. hours of their week all the time. You don't think about that. And so it's just an escape to sort of get away from the monotony of of, of the hard parts of life, Um is it essential? No, but for some people, it, it felt like it. And you know, having you on, that was that was like the most fun day every week when we started the Thursday thing. And it used to come on, we cut up, but gosh, and I always love when you'd have people be like, "Man, you and Norm really don't like each other." It's like, man, y'all don't get it, dude. I mean, people that like no radio too, they're like, "Oh, he didn't know." I'm like, "We're just, it's just, that's, we just, we're, Thursdays. we're doing it, man." We're just, <laughs> So it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing where you go next. I'm looking forward to listening on Sunday morning. Yeah, and uh, um, I, hey, like I said, I, y'all, you know I'll chime in randomly. I'll be listening random on a random day and just call in and mess with y'all guys. Like, I'll just hop in the car and the station. I just might be on 1420. I'm like, oh, that's Scott. Oh, let me just bother him a little bit. <laughs> it's just be a Tuesday. Scott's talking about baseball. Scott, what you talking about? Get up. Get, stop talking to people about baseball. Hang up. Oh, Lynn, 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 Lynn. You're doing too much. Hang up. and just That's it. Just give a quick 30 seconds and I'm out. You know, so I, I still look forward to do that. I'm This New Orleans boy is forever Cajun. Lafayette is de- de- super dear in my heart. Um, I never would have thought I'd be, you know, have spent 12 years here. I still remember um, coming to to Emory's graduation and going to Raising Canes. And I think that was the the day I fell in love with Lafayette and I just, you know, never wanted to leave. And I think it's kind of my mom's fault. She had too much fun our freshman year. You know, she came in in uh, September. I was born that next August. So I don't know. I'm just, you know. It's, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. Um, well, she did a great job with one exception. I always tell you, she's a great mother. She's a great job. I just don't know how she let you become a Cowboys fan. That was the only thing. I'm New Orleans boy. Got to put that one on my bed. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, moving forward, you know, remember, wherever you wherever you end up next, ask somebody what, what's popular locally and then just tell everyone you meet, like, I've never had it. And then they're going to want it. To be, oh, you've what? You never had this? Oh, I got to take you tonight and get it for you. And then just use that and you'll get a lot of delicious, like, good meals You'll meet new people. They'll be happy because they'll want to introduce you to these nice things. Just a little life hack. 
only thing I'm not eating is anything New Orleans flavored. Well, of course, but that wouldn't work. Nobody would be like, oh, you're from New Orleans? Oh, let me take you to this Grigri Cajun <laughs> special Creole place we have up here in the, the, the Midwest. I, just, I feel like every time I tell people I'm from Louisiana and I'm from New Orleans, they want to take me to some fried seafood what? that I know isn't going to be that's up to pole. That's, that's weird. I when, when people come to, all right, let's say... Let's say you met someone from Vietnam. Would you be like, oh, I'm going to take you to the Vietnamese place tonight? Or would yeah. you be like, I want to take you to eat some Cajun food? Yeah, like that's just... But and maybe that's an extreme because you are talking about a totally different country. So let me... If you met someone from Wisconsin... Okay. And they were like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm new here in Louisiana. Oh, geez, it's great here. Would you be like, oh, let me take you to that fondue place. You can no. get cheese. No. You're like, no. Let, me, let me introduce you to some good local food. And, and like you said, so there's a Wale uh, artist. He's from D.C., and he's traveling across the tour, just asking people in the different tours what to eat. Don't let me down. And like you said, when you get to the ones, everybody's like, po' boy, po' boy, po' boy, po' boy, po' boy. Then you got that one person, go to Mother's. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. Get don't. the ham at Mother's. <laughs> don't get the mufalada. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Why Why you come down here to go get a ham sandwich? There's some good po' boy. Dude, some of the best po' boys in New Orleans are like, some of the gas stations and kind of mid city and in and, and in the ninth ward, it's like you. Yeah, it's just like you got bread back there. Dude, I had uh, <laughs> this funny guy. He was a he was a director. He was almost blind. He was like eighty percent blind. His name was Perry, and he was you know he was he, he was older. He did theater. He would direct some plays and stuff that I was in in school. And one time he asked me to come to his house and help him install a computer modem because he couldn't he could barely see and he needed to print like things out and so i was like sure he's like oh man i'll get you a po boy dude this guy old white guy he's like oh he, he 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 got in my car we went to the ninth ward i don't remember the gas station and he's like go in here they do the best po boys yeah and i'm like really and i walk in with him and he like knew the people in the back and because you do it was like this is like cause in lafayette there's a couple of popular spots and the po boys are awesome yeah but in New Orleans, I, I was like always looking for a good po' boy. Yeah, it has to have no. The store doesn't have to have a it, name. It did. Don't, don't, it did no not. name. And I don't think the gas worked either. It was cash only. No pumps. And then we went back <laughs> to his place and like you know, which was like a 12, 13 minute drive away, and I ate it. And I was like, man, I got to take a nap. But that was delicious. <laughs> Is no no name on the location. It does. It's a gas station that doesn't have gas pumps. They only take cash, but it's the best po' boy ever. So good. So good. That's going to do it for the Great Scott Show. Listen to Norm this Sunday, last one, the uh, morning lock-in, Sunday morning, 8 to 10. Call him, have some fun with him, cut up, and uh, follow him on his next journey. The uh, the Twitter handle is lock, lock underscore Norm. Yep. And if you want to follow me up on YouTube, and I appreciate everybody. I put out a tweet saying that I was, you know, two away from a thousand and I got 20 subscribers. So I just, again, just appreciate everybody in Lafayette that supported me over the years, listened over the years, uh, put up my nonsense, put up my yelling, put up my takes. I, I, man, I deeply appreciate y'all. And we going to have some fun Sunday. Heck yeah. Enjoy that Funko Pop. Uh, I will. The Dan Patrick Show with my life. is coming up next on tomorrow's show. Uh, Gus Katinga will join me for a stretch. I am also scheduled to visit with Kendall Rogers. Baseball fans know who that is. He is... Uh, who? Like I said, baseball <laughs> fans know who that is. Kendall is the managing editor of D1 Baseball, and uh, he knows 
about all there is to know about college baseball. He's in the know. He is scheduled to be on with me. Well, of course, we'll talk Cajun softball, their game tonight against Alabama. That'll be a topic of discussion tomorrow. Pelicans get back to play. Cajun hoops to work. So busy weekend ahead. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow morning. I'll talk to you guys bright and early. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.